The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. It is a Monday upon us looking at some grain markets with some higher numbers, but there's a lot of things that we need to check out on the fundamental side of it. And Aaron Bertles joins us with Water Street Solutions. And Aaron, we look at this. You talk about a lot of fundamentals out there for corn and beans. Are they short? How long are they going to be this way? It's a weird time for them to be as short as they are. Uh, this is a this is always a tough one because we've seen in the last couple of years that they've had some pretty big short positions and they've been able to just kind of finagle their way out of it without really significant changes in the marketplace. Uh, this is a different time of the year, though, for that to be taking place. Um, we've got a lot of things kind of on the horizon, and I'm, you've seen even the last couple of days, you get a little dip in the market, and there's quite a bit of buying power that comes underneath that, and I, I think that's them taking advantage of some of that. That's end-user buying. Um, it's a lot of those things, but uh, you know, there's things on the horizon that could could be a trigger that would would make them want to get out a lot faster you know that would be uh, a china deal that we've we've talked about forever that that doesn't seem to be getting a lot of headlines here the last you know week and a half or so if that came out um, that'd be something that would get them out Uh, this flooding and stuff as you get closer to springtime um, you know this report coming on friday uh, could be something that would push them out of these positions faster right that's to get a real short covering rally because of how short they are, you've got to have that trigger. And uh, we've got some things out there that could provide that trigger, but we need to have it take place. Other than that, uh, you've got enough farmer selling on the back end of this thing that, that funds will be able to get out of this. You will you will get a rally out of it. It just won't be probably quite as significant as you would hope it, be, hope it would be with how short they are. Well, you talk about these triggers. I mean, there's so many different avenues that it could come at. It makes it kind of hard to, to market as you try to watch the national news for trade, for weather, for a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I think it's you've got to have your, your ideas and your targets in of where you want to sell. Um, these triggers and stuff shouldn't shouldn't change those things. Um, you, you need to know, obviously, that the funds are in the position that they're in. But then you're just walking into your normal marketing year right now. You're walking into the time where um, we've got to start figuring out how many acres of corn we're going to plant, how many acres of beans. Uh, the market's going to help decide that by, you know, the prices and where they go and where we push these things and the weather and, you know, how much more flooding do we have? Uh, are we going to add to bean acres because this gets pushed later? And I know we all look at this and think, geez, it's impossible that, you know, we're going to be able to get this done and get things moving forward. And it might be. I mean, we, we still probably have more flooding to go. We've We've still got just normal spring weather to come. You know, that could mean more rain or, or stuff like they're getting down south right now with the, the hail and crazy storms that are taking place in Texas. Um, so there's a lot of stuff still to go here, but we're just too far out still uh, for the trade to, to look at that and feel like it's inevitable that we're not going to be able to get this crop in on time, right, or that it's inevitable that that we're going to be planting a whole lot more bean acres. They just don't feel comfortable saying that. And they're still going to be on the side of saying that we're going to get this done because more often than not, we get it done, right? So that's what they're going to look at. It's always tough for a report like this one on Friday to be bullish simply because they're not going to start the year off 
um, putting into perspective a crop that's not going to meet the demands that we have, right? I mean, they're going to assume a decent amount of acres for these things. They're going to assume a decent yield, and they're going to assume a decent production year um, because of a lot of things, but mostly because we usually do that. So I think it'll be a really interesting day. Um, you know, I think it's a really interesting spring right now, but we still do have a long ways to go, but it is nasty out there. I mean, there's fields that definitely are not going to be planted, obviously, and you're right. I mean, the snowpack is not done melting at this point. You know, you talk about this Friday's report, and really how much weight is this report going to have compared to what we're going to see with those final numbers come June? I think it has quite a bit of weight um, as to what you get for your rally. Because you think about the June report, the June report's at the end of June, and typically whatever rally you've had uh, is pretty close to done at that point on most years. Uh, the market's going to be deciding very shortly after that whether or not it thinks we have the crop that we need. Um, you know, that July 4th, July, middle of July time frame, the market's starting to make that decision. Um, so this is that, that number that can kind of put you in a place that says, okay, we've got a carry out that um, is really high or really low or right in the middle. How much, you know, really nervousness is this market going to have based upon the weather between now and the end of June? Uh, how much worry is it going to have about whether we're going to be able to produce that crop that you say we're going to produce in this report? So I think it does have a lot of bearing right now. Um, it puts us in that path for this rally that, you know, the last three years we've seen be our only rally that we've gotten is from right now, you know, either to the end of May, the end of June, or the middle of July. That's when those rallies have ended the last three years, and uh, this kind of puts us on the path for that. It's been nice to see the purchases and the, the announcements coming from China, but you talked about it being on the back burner. We know there are the, those talks coming up. We're just going to have to kind of sit back and wait, do you think, at this point, to see if there's any sort of any trade excitement at the week's end? Yeah, it's really frustrating, but yes. I mean, the, it seems to be some pretty specific sticking points as to why they can't come up with a deal, and most of that is how to keep China held in check on their end of the bargain. Um, they're having a tough time coming up with agreements upon that. So, yeah, um, we're going to have to wait and see, uh, you know, where they where they go with that. But if they can get a meeting set, you can pretty much bet a deal's done. All right, we'll stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up. We'll dive into more of the grains. Look at the happenings of the livestock as well. It is the Fontenelle final bell for you on this Monday. Of course, we're being joined today by Aaron Bertels. Aaron is with Water Street Solutions. Stick around. A lot more is yet to come. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Aaron Bertles is joining us with Water Street Solutions as we continue to take a look at what's happening in the grain complex. Now, Aaron, looking at South America, they continue to plug along with their crop progress. Kind of uneventful, not a lot of information moving out of there right now. No, um, as long as things are good, you won't hear a whole lot. I mean, things have have been going well for them since they had that little scare with uh, soybeans this uh you know, a couple months ago that really cut into the, I shouldn't say it's a little scare, it, it cut into the size of the Brazilian crop by uh, quite a bit, and it still seems to be cutting into the size of that every report that we have. But overall, still, you know, enough. Um, 
it seems like there are some areas that are obviously getting uh, overwhelmed with rain now, but it's such a big area that uh, hasn't been anything that's that's garnered you know massive headlines at this point. So, you know, the bigger headlines were probably um, Trump and, and meeting with uh, Brazil's leader over the weekend to try to open up, uh, or last week to try to open up some some new trade avenues for for everyone. On the, the trade, we did talk about a little bit about this whole spring waiting, and you kind of alluded to the fact that we don't need any more beans right now, um, expanding on those bean acres. When you guys look at the delay that we're possibly going to see throughout the entire Midwest, I know that the South has had some work going on. How much of that at this point is it playing, Aaron, into the way the markets are trading, or is it just kind of like China, sitting on the back burner waiting for some excitement to happen? Yeah, I think it's probably the latter a little bit more. I, I, I just think that overall, um, you know, the trade in general right now is is waiting for something with beans that can give it a little bit of a pop and scare those funds out of um, their short positions. That you know, you just can't change the fact that we have this huge carryout, and you can't make up the ground overnight that we've lost and not being able to um, have demand from China over the last eight to ten months up until recently right so uh, we still are going to have this huge carryout and the one thing i keep telling producers is if you get this deal done and there's some euphoria from that and people getting out of these deals you better be ready to take action on some sales uh in those levels because at some point you're going to come back to the realization that we still have a ton of beans right we have a huge carryout compared to what we had last year you know almost double what we had last year Uh, and it's not something that's just going to fix itself very quickly especially if uh, you add more acres because we can't get things planted on time that we need to get done, and those things get shifted to beans. And South America ended up with a decent crop, and so that's weighing on there. And you know they'll go into next year trying to plant another very large crop and probably more acres than they've ever planted before. So uh, it's just going to be a tough hole to dig out of unless you can get China back on board and really start to up the amount of beans that you're going to be moving to them or to anywhere. Uh, to try to dig out of this hole that we've created with huge crops and, you know, really just our biggest demand source off the table over the last eight months. Jumping over to the livestock side, cattle market, not the way you want to start a Monday with some triple-digit losses within the trade. No, not pretty. And, you know, we came up last week, uh, and last time you and I talked, uh, it was a good thought that we could get back up to those highs, and we did that. We just couldn't get through them. Uh, So a lot of this is technical. this week you you came up you couldn't get through those highs you tried to get back up the next day and then you you had some uh follow-through selling and obviously today technical after uh uh, friday's action so uh not pretty um cattle on feed report you know a little bit higher on placements uh wasn't what people were hoping for and you just had a a big overbought situation really um so all the stuff that was leading us up the sloppy yards the the weights going down all those things uh, have just taken a back seat now as as that's become a little bit more, you know, even though the problem's not solved, it's older news and um, we couldn't get through some of these some of these spots technically and, and so now you're taking a break. I don't think it means that you get a huge giant correction here. Maybe you come down and just find some support around that 126 area and then see what else you can do from there. But obviously, uh, um, you know, tough reaction after having a, a tough technical move there last Friday. You know, so many folks have been talking about the, the amount of losses we've seen to this cattle industry in, in Nebraska and to Iowa and even parts of Missouri at this point. But nobody's really talking a lot about what we should plan for, what we should get ready to expect in these futures, 
you know, later this summer, early fall, when we normally would start to see these cattle moving into feedlots? Yeah, you don't hear a lot about that right now. Um, I, I think that uh, people have seen that we've had such high placement numbers for so long that that's not really been the big concern. But yeah, eventually, just like anything else, uh, the stuff that's bearish becomes bullish, right? I mean, so eventually, as you go down the road and some of these things that uh, right now are, are, are causing the markets to fall down are, are going to be demand holes that are supply holes that we need to fill down the road. So we'll see if that becomes a little bit more of a headline as you go down the road. But right now, you just have hogs and cattle, two markets that have gone up for a long time now. Hogs chart is just incredible, you know, and to think that, uh, you know, obviously they can act that way for a long time, but eventually... Uh, it's going to catch up with them. They're going to have to take a break, even if the fundamental. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Aaron? Yeah, just call uh, 309-680-1271. Ask for Aaron Bertles with Water Street Solutions. All right. Thanks so much. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you at Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.